planet was our mother and our burial ground. No wonder the human spirit wished to leave. Leave this prolific belly. Leave also this great tomb. Bella. We zoom back in on the Sahara Deep Space Strata Number 1 as it pushes quietly through the vastness of space. In the void, no sound carries, and as we move through the hull of the ship, its various layers of metal, wiring, and insulation, we come to the crew quarters, just off the right wing. Inside, Yang Yihuan is resting in their bunk. The sleep is restless, and as they toss and turn, they see flashes of a life they could have sworn they had lived however impossible that might be. They shoot awake suddenly to the feeling of their head throbbing and vaguely remember settings. This is the ship they were trained extensively for, and at one time they knew every bulkhead by name and could tell you which conduit had been behind every panel. Now things are fuzzy. They look over and see a familiar face, Rune Carlson. The young woman is curled in a ball in the bunk on the opposite wall. Her breathing is carefree as this harrowing and bleak situation hasn't seemed to dawn on her quite yet. As you ponder Rune's odd twist of fate, you recall the lieutenant mentioning he would be in the cockpit with Android running diagnostics and going through the lengthy process of switching over his command codes to the captaincy. He hasn't said much, but you gather the burden of leadership in this face of such uncertainty weighs heavily on him. The ship spent 40 years on an automated flight path, aimed at carrying your crew to the Andromeda system. This flight path was recently thrown out of the proverbial window as a spatial anomaly, professionally known as J-Alpha-13, and more commonly referred to as a wormhole, has thrust you deep into uncharted space. For the first time in this ship's 40-year journey, however, it has a manually inputted heading. An unidentified craft less than four hours away now, you hope that this craft could provide some clues about where you are and maybe have some of the resources your ship is desperately lacking. But for now, we are still in the crew quarters, and Yuhuan has just emerged from a troubling and dissociative dream. Demi, what are you doing now? Yuhuan's looking around. Is Rune still there? Like, I guess sort of close yeah, within your she- earshot? Yeah, she's she's asleep on the opposite bunk. Okay, Yuhuan calls out to Rune to see if they're awake. Doesn't seem to be a response. I wonder... That was kind of a weird dream. It's weird. It's like... I feel like I've... been there before. Like, whatever that was, but... At the same time, I... I don't. Like, like it's deja vu. Rune, do you wake up to the sound of uh, Yang Yuhuan talking to themselves? No. No? Okay. I don't know what's going on with me. God, something's so weird. I just don't... I just don't really feel like me. Okay, I'm gonna get some water. I'm talking out loud. Alright, Yang Yuhuan gets up. Um, I guess, and goes to wherever the dispensable water, drinking water is, and just kind of yeah has a glass to yeah. drink. Yeah, if you just leave this this uh, you know uh, bed chamber 
you're in like the main kind of meeting room uh, with the table in the middle. And uh, there's like a little coffee drink bar off to one side in the kitchen area. So you can grab yourself a glass of water, uh, a, a rare and uh, precious resource out here in the openness of space. Alright, um, I'm careful to only consume four ounces of water, and I just kind of go and sit down on the red chair, kind of in the middle area, and try to recall things that I remember about the ship, you know, try to flex my memory, um... It's still fuzzy. It's strange. It's like it's there on the tip of my mind, but almost as if it's stuck behind a locked door. We're like, are we moving or are we just like stationary? Oh, you're definitely moving. Okay. You you set the course. Um, it was like 24 hours away, uh, and you and Rune decided to take like a rest. Um, go go sleep in, in the bunks and uh, Samson is busy with the android at work in the cockpit kind of manning the, manning the ship as it were. Okay. Cool beans. Alright. Um, Young Huan's still sitting. Um, they're kind of just they don't know why but they are extra conscious of like touch kind of like sensory like the feeling of being able to feel things like the breeze and like the softness of their skin and doesn't really understand why it almost feels foreign um so they decide to not feel like they're tripping <laughs> and get up and um, step into the cockpit with Lieutenant Sampson and Android. Um, hey, Android. How's it going? It is it's going well enough. We are making good time. I just got Lieutenant Sampson here set up in the system as the new ship's captain. Okay. Hello, Captain. Um, Alright, how close are we to our destination? Uh, I believe we're about four hours away from our destination, Yuhuan. Okay, cool. I guess that gives us a little bit of time to um, kick back and prepare. I'm kind of curious of like what this... what we're going to find when we get there, you know? I've always... I've always kind of wondered, like, what, what could be out here? Like, is this, are there humans this far out? Like, I don't know. I mean, doesn't it kind of excite you to just think about the prospect of it? I would say that as long as we can survive in this, in this place, that's all I am concerned of right now. Ideally, we'd like to find our way to our original destination but just talking to android i'm not so sure if that's going to be possible my primary concern now is 
this cruise survival and uh, this shipwreck, I think, will be our first step towards that. One, okay, I mean, that's in the, like, nicest way, Captain, you know, not being, like, insubordinate or anything. But I think that we should be glad that we're alive. Uh, that we survived one of wormholes, the, the hell, right? Let's for like a second pretend that we're not in mortal danger and like you're a space captain right now flying through space through uncharted territory. We don't know what the hell is about to happen. Don't you feel like you're in kind of like a movie or listening I'm- to you Juan saying you're a space captain in uncharted space i just like what little effort was left of like control of zero emotion i just like get a really big frown on my face when you say that i'm like uh uh, well i uh as you know this was not my uh, primary role i was prepared in case but you're not really ready until you actually have to do it so we will make the best of this i agree but right now i am i will admit that i am a little concerned yeah you get like a little bit of like an acid feeling in your stomach and like a burp comes out (laughs) (laughs) like a nauseous gut-wrenching feeling I'm gonna need to hear that burp for the oh, audience. Oh wait, wait, wait! I got some. We got some water here. Hang on. Water is gonna make you burp. I'm impressed. <laughs> oh, oh, that was a little bubbly. Is something was, coming out? That was cute. <laughs> it's just a little, a little, little acid reflux. You know, doesn't have to be anything serious. Okay. Do, do you need some rations to like settle your burp. stomach? Um, my grandma. Oh God! Actually... Please, no food. <laughs> Not right now. Okay, okay. Um, alright, is there, uh, is there anything troubling you? I I thought you'd be uh, asleep over with uh, Miss Carlson. Thank you for asking, Captain. I wasn't waiting for you to do so or anything. Um, yeah, I honestly feel like I am completely unraveling. Like, I don't know what happened, like, before we all went into cryo sleep. Like, I was great. You know, I was great. I was... I've... I felt like me, but now I don't. Like, and I can't explain it. It's like, every time I go to sleep, I have these, like, strange dreams that, like, almost feel like visions of some place I've never been. I just remember and these feelings of, like, isolation and, like, loneliness and, like, betrayal and vengeance and bitter cold and I can't I can't explain it because I don't feel it physically but I just I feel it you know um I don't I don't feel like I'm comfortable in my body it's weird it's like I it's like I like I feel my like I feel and it's weird because I've always felt but I don't, I don't know. Like, I barely remember, feel like I remember anything of my own life. You know, like, I didn't want to, like, mention it because I, like, I don't, 
I don't want to feel burdensome, you know, to the crew of the mission, but, like, I almost feel like I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, I don't, I don't, like, recognize really anything on the ship. Like, I see it, and for the most part, it's like my body just knows what to do, but, like, the knowledge of it, it it's like, it's like I'm having a fist fight with the fog. Well, I mean, we, we're all suffering different effects from our many years in cryosleep. Um, Android- yeah, we just watched Samson just, like, fear in his eyes as as the... Like, I asked you how you are, and... Getting uh, the novel, like... <laughs> yeah, you're getting the... You're getting the complete, bra- you know, b- mental breakdown. Um, in, in the gentlest way possible, I I put a hand on your shoulder and I give it a pat and I said we should figure this out uh, and I look over at Android and I said do we have Yuhuan's uh, results from when we came out of the pod yes it does seem to be uh, some type of amnesia affecting um, their cognitive function and in certain cases we have seen uh, cognitive dissonance where memories have been replaced by others, a sense of deja vu, a loss of kind of the familiar but we won't really know how it's affecting you until we've had more time to observe it. I'm just a little... Cons- what do you mean replaced? Like, are you are you saying that like I've been like tampered with by some like external force or are you saying that my brain is trying to fill fill the gaps of whatever I can't remember with some type of substance imagine that you are sleeping and you see you're in like a normal environment somewhere you would be in your everyday life but people who have never spoken to you are speaking to you and uh, your subconscious is is generating things that have never happened to you in a way that seems logical at the time but when looked at objectively doesn't make a lot of sense okay that could be happening to you. Seeming kind of like an optical illusion. Like, for example, if you're staring at a red shirt with, like, little white lines all through it up close, you can tell that it's a red shirt with little white lines, but far away, it looks pink, so your brain just decides that it's pink type situation. If that's what humans experience, then, yeah, let's go with that. My optical sensors are designed to spot minute changes in color for up to three miles, so I would see a red shirt with white lines at any distance. Well, congratulations for having a supercomputer for a brain. I envy you, Android. Speaking of diagnostics, I guess I did I did tell you that I was going to run one for you just to kind of check your processing 
and see how things are holding up. You haven't, I guess, had a manual maintenance in uh, like over 40 years. Have you been doing that automatically? I get a scrub anytime I'm offline plugged into my charger, but nothing so intrusive, no. Okay, um, I guess if you're alright now, um, I guess I'll kind of go take a look at your charging station or pod just to make sure that's running up the snuff. Um, it'll kind of give me, you know, something to focus on to kind of, you know, get my brain back in working order. If you do want something to, to focus on, it doesn't have to happen right now, but I did mention... Uh, the loneliness when I was awake by myself. So if we could see what's going on with that subroutine, maybe get it get it scrubbed from my system so I could be operating more efficiently. I okay. Don't don't get me wrong, Android. I mean efficiency, especially in like the severity of our situation would be ideal. But you exhibiting a quite frankly an emotion like loneliness that you know that's that's learned. That that kinda means you're learning. That's I can I understand that it's inconvenient for you, but do you understand how like incredible that is? That means that your your programming is like adapting to situations that are outside of its parameters and processing in ways that weren't designed. That the like the potential for that. I kind of I kind of want to observe that further. Just to you start to see her like. Um her, like, fists clench, uh, and she says, it's a liability. I want it gone. And just kind of turns and leaves the room. Samson, did you see that? I'm, I'm aware. Um, the way I see it, if that's her, that's their wishes, then we could use all of the, uh, top performance from everybody right now, so... Okay, but that just that didn't really seem like like an like an algorithm or anything. It didn't seem like a logical deduction made to complete the mission as efficiently as possible. That that just that kind of seems like frustration. I think we're all a little frustrated right now. <laughs> Samson, she's an android. She's not supposed to be feeling frustration. This is insane. This is amazing. Like, if we'd slap some skin on her, like, you know, give her a nice haircut, you know, a cute outfit, like, will we even be able to tell? I mean, I guess we can tell now, but, like, through, like, more experiences, if she develops, like, a... S- Makeover! <laughs> right! My sentient personality, she might be the baddest, the baddest android there, there is. Like, this is... I mean, it's scary and it's exciting, and I don't, I don't want to go against her. I mean, I can't believe I'm even saying this. Wishes, but this is a discovery. Okay, okay. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna 
Maybe there's some things I can alter so it can still happen, but maybe there's a way that I could do it to where Android won't realize it and we can observe it further and see what it develops into. If you feel like that this could be a help to the mission, then by all means. Definitely. Like I said before, it's it's all hands on deck right now, and I need everybody working to the best of their ability. I'm not really the person who should know all this stuff, so if you think that this is going to be best for our situation, maybe you should reason with our uh, Android and figure out a solution that can benefit us the best. Um, I'm going to look at the back at the thing, and how far should we be now from the from the site? Are we still a ways away, or are we getting close? You're about 3.30 away from it now, um, but it would probably be a good time to, like, gather the crew together and kind of assign jobs and figure out who's doing what and, um, once you once you arrive. Great. I'm just going to very bluntly on the intercom really loudly yell, Carlson, get in here. Damn, no, Does that up. wake you up? That wakes yeah. me up. Could you imagine, like, if it didn't, though? <laughs> okay, so that wakes me up, and I am going to go uh, to the cockpit with everyone else. Thank you for joining us. How'd you rest? Um, I slept pretty good, thanks. Glad to hear it. Um, I guess we're kind of getting closer to our target destination, which seems to be a derelict ship, which means that something or someone uh, is here before us, so we're not the first bummer, but maybe they left behind something that we could possibly use. So I guess now would be a good time to start, you know, preparing, I guess, to see how we're going to approach this. Samson, um, is there like a list of any immediate things that we should focus on finding aside from weapons that we could like possibly keep an eye out for? If we could find some more water, that would be super helpful. I don't know if there anything will be on that. We'll have to make sure to check their, uh, if there's any sort of cargo or... I mean, we have no idea what size ship we're going to be walking to or walking into. So, anything with uh, within that sort of. Sorry, it's been a long day. Um, any sort of uh, supplies would be helpful as well. I mean, we should just try to strip as much from the ship that's useful as possible. I don't know what you think about that, but that's how I feel. Okay, um, I'm going to. Because I'm, you know, I, I'm dramatic. Um, do we have anything if we can maybe tug it? Um, I guess if we can get an approximation of the weight and, like, how much fuel will be extended from tugging it, would that be a possibility? If we can potentially either avoid that asteroid field, I don't see why we wouldn't be able to uh, tow that along and give us some more time uh there's no telling what we're going to be running into that's true um i guess also since we don't really know the 
condition that the vessel is in, we should probably go ahead and prepare artificial atmospheric suits. Uh, make sure they're in working order. I call Android on the comms. Android, have we had a chance to check the condition of the uh, spacesuits? Are they in working order? Um, oxygen levels? How how's that looking? Android says, yes. There are there are five there are five suits and they are all currently operational. Okay. Um, any previous punctures or repairs that need to be made through the journey that we should be aware of? They've never been used. Okay. They're still sealed in their packaging. Like, how long are we able to be in these seats? Your oxygen tanks fill or, or hold two hours of air. This okay. is something that we should all that know. Yuan, Yang Yuan should have known. Yeah. This amnesia is really uh, putting a damper on this situation. Uh, do, do you don't remember any of this? Um. Not really, to be honest. Um, I know, I know that I should. I mean, it kind of rings a bell when I hear it. But as of right now, um, everything, including my own life, feels a little foreign. I'm just gonna fly this ship as I build it. You know, hopefully, hopefully, I'll trust myself to not make any critical mistakes. But, you know... Well, confident words from your engineer. <laughs> I, you're all we've got, so... Uh, I hope we can figure it out. Um, I I trust myself. We got this. There's no cause for concern. I'm, um, as Android stated, this amnesiatic effect or state is merely temporary. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm okay with asking obvious questions for now. Ha ha. Ha ha turns around <laughs> lowers head in shame <laughs> we'll do our best to keep you up to speed I guess uh, Carlson how are you feeling so like what do you need me to do what skills do you have let's start there well I mean I'm an honor student join the club yeah, it's kind of, it's pretty standard. It's a little par for the course here. Uh, <laughs> what are you, what have you been studying? Um, I mean, just general studies. It's only my second year of school, so I haven't, like, picked a major yet. Just a really big sigh. <sighs> okay, um... Okay, uh, do you, how did you know to, uh, you must have some, some engineering expertise to know how to put together that pot, that spare pot. Um, as we get closer, I think we need to, just like Juan said, we need to start putting together jobs for uh, our first contact here. Uh, it's part of the protocol. We knew this might be a possibility going into uh, space travel. Uh, so, um, maybe we should get, give, uh, Carlson an update on what we should do. You want, you Juan, do you remember this? I, based on your ability to, I guess, jury rig an entire cryostation, 
which is that's impressive um I would hope that you wouldn't how are you at like breaking things down like if we come across anything that may need to be altered you know uh can you do it I mean yeah I could probably manage that remind me what's your uh what's your like class or playbook me yes the hunter the hunter okay fair enough we just haven't discovered that talent yet have we (laughs) no (laughs) Ren Carlson is fresh to hunting yeah um also I mean I went a different direction with my backstory than I was originally planning so sure got it sure maybe I mean do you think maybe she had like athletics in her in her college repertoire maybe like archery classes or yeah probably hiking or something like that yeah probably she's pretty well-rounded so you kind of have a have a a master you're a master of none but kind of a jack of all trades yeah well i mean now that i think about it you managed to like stow away without being discovered. So maybe you have some latent talent for like scouting. Maybe maybe we could trust you to um you know, look around before we all come in, um, just to like kinda check the atmosphere and see how we should approach entering. Samson, uh Yuhan's talking a lot about you know, first contact procedures. I'm sure none of it actually ha- is correct as far as Sahara is concerned, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> it's very just concerned faces the whole time. At this point, I'm just kind of have my. I'm in the chair and I've rotated myself and I'm not. I'm just listening now. I'm not actually looking at anybody. And I've just I've got kind of like this. face <laughs> wide-eyed closed mouth holy shit face <laughs> wait why is everyone looking at me like that like i'm li- i'm literally flying by the seat of my pants here um okay. i mean uh well <laughs> you juan that's that's really not the protocol um i'm gonna listen i'm gonna focus on getting us to where we need to be android can we maybe debrief I have a suggestion for us. Um, you, Juan, your expertise is in, you know, engineering and technology. Maybe you can point us towards what we might need. And uh, Rune and I can break down whatever we need to uh, haul back to the ship. Do you think we might be able to do that? Uh, yeah, that's fair. So, we get to the part, part I think, where we're going to actually, like, do the move called Tool Up. 
I, I would want to want to know who's taking the gun. Uh, it'll be me. I'm a little worried about everybody else's mental health right now. Right. And right, right. uh, <laughs> or just the irresponsibility uh, fate, of a young adult. Yeah, young adult who's done their gen ed classes <laughs> and doesn't have military training or clearance. Yeah. It's still early enough in the in your mission that you're like defaulting to your to the mil- to the protocol to the protocol maybe you'll trust rude carlson with a gun later but mm-hmm. that bridge hasn't come yet so so who's choosing what so just so that i know it would make sense for the person who has the gun to have like the mobile suit because then they can like go first duck for uh, cover position. really easily and right and if they okay. need to protect themselves then they right. have some type of weapon since they're going to kind of be like the vanguard of the mission. Yeah, I was going to either say that or hardened to be able to either stand and fight or to be able to maneuver around. So whatever you form. think, you're the one with the gun. Yeah. So I was like, I was thinking that the powered ones are probably going to be like the tankier ones. So they probably could take more. No, that's the tag tough. Yeah. Oh. Oh, not powered. Oh, look at me. Let me shut up. Um. Yeah, but it like tough is like natural. Is like natural stuff. So stemming from physical impacts like hail, landslide, suppress. Oh, suppressing fire. Okay. Then I'm I'm gonna take that. Then I'm gonna take I'm gonna take tough. Okay, so there could with a pistol. There could be a tough, a mobile, and a powered. And that can, like, cover all our basics. Um, to sum up, we've got Lieutenant Sampson is in a is in a spacesuit that is utility, comms, and or, or uh, sealed and tough. Ru- uh, he also has a uh, gun equipped that is um, ranged and unreliable. And then Rune Carlson is in utility, comms, sealed, and mobile. Yeah. And then Yang Yihuan is in utility, comms, sealed, and powered. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think that's that's all we needed to do to tool up. Uh, so we're going to show up here. Um, the rest of the time has elapsed as you've traveled through space, and you find yourself looking at this derelict the ship itself resembles a gigantic flattened scorpion roughly twice the size of the dss1 where pincers might be on the insect there are instead two satellite dishes with long antennae protruding from the front there's a large chunk of this ship missing from the center left debris floats out of this hole like plasma from a deep wound Uh, since there is a large hole you can assume the entirety of the ship has depressurized. Finally, the color. It's black and almost hard to spot with the naked eye against the black backdrop that is space. Alright. Well, um... That looks fucking weird. What is that? Why it look like that? Hmm. Uh, clearly this is nothing I've ever seen from human creation so whatever we're coming up on this is all right folks strap in we got first contact 
Oh my god, y'all! Oh my god! I need everybody to go to the med bay and get really clean, really fast. Put the suits on, and okay. then we're gonna go. Okay, hold on. Hold on, y'all. Y'all. Okay, I know. I'm probably being super unprofessional right now. But this looks like an alien shit, which means aliens are real! Oh my god, what do you think they look like? What if it's like, what if they're like squiggly? What if they have like tentacles? Or what if they're like, like weird, like, like arachnopod spider monsters or something? Like, what do you think? Like, oh my god, if they're bodies, what are they gonna look like? Okay, I'm kind of like scared and excited all at the same time. Like, can we just. Can we just, like, take a bet on if there's aliens in there? Like, what do you think they're going to look like? Hmm. Well, if we're about to find out regardless. they're dead. Yeah. I mean, but that's not going to stop alive. them from looking like something. <laughs> like, right? Let's hope they're dead. I mean, it could be anything. I... At this point, it's just another part of the day. Um... Let's go see, and we'll figure it out from there, I guess. Okay. Y'all, this is, this is crazy. I'm definitely going to record this. Like, I want to record this. Like, we might be the first humans to have ever seen an alien species. Like, I, I don't know how y'all aren't as more excited. So, alright, uh, let's go, let's go, let's go suit up. All right, y'all, now listen up, you hear. Just kidding. Can you imagine? Every episode, I like to take a second to appear, hat in hand, to ask for a little bit of financial support. If you enjoy what we do, please consider becoming a subscriber at patreon.com slash roll underscore warriors. This really is a ton of work that the whole crew puts in for every episode, and your contributions could help us make it even better. $5 a month is all it takes to become a patron, and we do have some bonus episodes available for backers and the opportunity to suggest what you would like us to do for our next bonus episode. Our team is currently hard at work building prototypes for merchandise, and we should be making an announcement about it really soon. We haven't decided yet if we're going to add a store to our website or if, or if we want to build these items in as tier rewards for patrons, but rest assured there will be a way to get a hold of these goodies. If money is tight right now, which I totally get, consider following us on Twitter at Roll Warriors and sharing us with your friends and family. Word of mouth is a really powerful tool and you could help us out immensely just by getting your friends listening as well. That about wraps that up for ads, so I will let you get back to the episode. We're going to we're gonna assume that you guys follow protocol, get dressed, get your gear strapped on. It's as we described um, before. These are very bulbous suits. Um, they're kind of built for function and not design. Um, so you guys have big, like, the big classic sci-fi fishbowl helmet uh, with cameras and um, and lights on the side. Uh, you have kind of like the, the fabric of this suit kind of like pillows out um a little bit and, and ripples uh to you know provide like articulation and movement i think the um the mobile suit has well actually uh 
Rune, what is the what does the mobile suit have that makes it different from the others? Oh god. I don't think I'm smart enough to know. Um I could give a suggestion. Yeah, I would love a suggestion. Okay, I would I would wager that the mobile suits are more form fitting, so they're not very bulky. But in order for um, I guess the suit to be more form setting, like the oxygen transfer are probably on the outside of the suit, so you're probably gonna be more careful about that. I would think that they are that I guess it has a jetpack. Yeah, I was definitely gonna say that. I was imagining like rocket boots. Mm-hmm. <gasps> <laughs> oh my god, I love that Buzz for light me. Your, Buzz light your wings. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that too. Like some type of like additional propulsion on the feet and probably the hands, kind of like some like Iron Man type ish. On the hands, and, like Baymax. Yeah. So just for like quick maneuvers, if you need to, just like focusing on like inertia for like quick movement. Okay. Then it looks like that. What do we um what do we think the um the powered suit looks like? I think the powered suit would have like kind of like a metallic reinforced arms with like reverse rocket thrusters kind of on the forearm for like powered punches and yeah, kind of like shocks for like picking up heavy things just to like re- like reinforced strength on the arms and legs. I'm th- I'm thinking very like Fallout Power Fist, mm-hmm. like look. exoskeletony kind of yeah. thing. Okay, Samson, and what is the um? I guess what does the tough suit look like? I think just finding some spare scrap metal hanging, uh, lying around. I've fashioned a little bit of like more durable armor uh, around the the major sections of each of the suits so in between so the joints are still exposed but in the forearms and on the upper arm around the shoulders and on the legs and on the chest i have some extra plating reinforcement just to make sure that i'm not my suit's not taking any unnecessary damage so yeah you are in the airlock and um you have sealed the the door behind you and the uh the door in front uh, opens, and you are in, or step into this alien ship. The floor plan of this is somewhat similar to yours, weirdly. Um, like, there's, like, a central chamber. It's kind of got, like, a rounded, almost disc-like appearance, so um, the center chamber is kind of spherical, and then um, there's, like, a cockpit off to the left-hand side, uh, and it looks like more kind of storage rooms and maybe sleeping quarters off to the right. I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna unholster the pistol and um, start making my way down in front and uh, look back and say, if you see anything, just let us know. We'll stop. I'll keep an eye out for whatever we're looking for. Are you Any guys splitting up? Least? I think we should go together. <laughs> okay, you have left, uh, you have left, right, and center. You can you can head down. I mean, I'll 
I'll defer to uh, Yuhuan here, but uh, so I just look and say, Yang Yuhuan, where uh, where should we go? Do you think we should have a scout first? Maybe like someone like in the mobile suit, kind of take a look inside first. I don't know. There's probably nothing to worry about, but if we're all caught, like dead to rights, <laughs> it could be like troublesome. So just kill Rune instead of kill everybody. Yeah. Um, I, I just kind of look and I, I say, well, um, I'm trying to save lives here today, man. Uh, I think I don't want to be the, that's an order, but I think we're going to stay together on this one. I just want to know where, what opinion you have for where you think our best chance for equipment will be. If you can. Okay, let's go left. If we go left and kind of look at this, like, control area, there might be, like, a map of the ship on board, which would kind of give us a, like, better idea of, like, where we can go after that. And also, if there's aliens, like, there may be there! So, maybe left. Alright. Left Um, it is. Rune, are you ready to go? I mean, I guess last time I boarded an unfamiliar spaceship I ended up through a wormhole so I mean like I guess I think we should be okay this time we'll see what happens (laughs) okay so Android chimes in com check com check you guys reading me loud and clear Android I can hear how are we doing I'll be I'll be staying on comms in case you need me roger that all right, so I guess we're we're gonna head on down that way. Left All right, side, we're heading left. Uh, so yeah, it, it kind of like curves around as you make your way to um, what you assume is this ship's cockpit. It's everything in this cockpit is mostly intact. Uh, however, everything appears to be powered down. Uh, the ship is dead in the water, basically. There are two bodies in this room. Neither is wearing a spacesuit and the flash-frozen corpses appear vaguely human. One is floating in the center of the cockpit while the other is still strapped into a chair. They both appear to be unusually tall. One would guess around seven feet. The floating one has very thin skin, almost translucent, that appears a pinkish color due to the muscle underneath. Their head is almost completely shaved, except for a buzzed mohawk strip that covers about two... or co- curves around two raised nubs on the head that appear to be a rounded horn of some sort. The one in the chair is a darker shade of pink, appearing almost like a magenta, with deep-socketed eyes that are black pits. Zir teeth have been sharpened to points, and are clearly bared as Zir has a frozen grimace on Zir face. The cockpit has some useful information in the form of star charts, but the ship must be powered on to retrieve them. Oh my god! Monsters! Look at them! Oh, what are they? Oh my god, are these aliens? Why do they kind of look humanoid? I thought, oh, I was hoping they'd be like kind of squiggly. Like, like, like monsters. But but they look like monsters. Oh my god, Samson, look! Look! It's a fucking alien! It's like... I I quietly walk forward and I click on a a video camera to send back to the android... And motion everybody to do the same. It's, I was to say, uh, looks like we're going to be uh, seeing a lot of new stuff today. Let's go ahead and document as much as we can uh, for 
future reference at least. Gonna click so. on my camera. Young Yuhan cl- clicks on their camera, still like giddy with excitement that these are not humans and these are literally other life forms. So I'm gonna slowly walk up towards the the corpses and kind of tap them with the with the butt or with the front end of the my pistol the barrel <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um, just to make sure <laughs> yeah the you, you tap this floating one and it kind of like it kind of like pushes it towards the uh towards the window and like taps against the window and starts to cut co- like slowly float back to you but yeah they have like frost covering all of the skin okay well uh are they like just inspecting them are they wearing anything or is it just regular oh yeah they have clothes on yeah i mean it's like it 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 kind of they're very jumpsuit like um black with uh kind of like a strange insignia on the on the arm okay so okay. I, I get really, really close with the camera to the to that insignia to get a picture and say, uh, "Android, you seeing this?" I do. They seem strangely human. All the all the pink skins look alike to me, though. Thanks. Um, okay, yeah, Android, yeah. that was like a little racist. <laughs> I'm not programmed for racism. I, how could I be racist, Rune? I mean, you totally just said we all look the same. I look nothing like this alien thing. I mean, you have hair and skin and teeth, and you probably defecate like this one too, so... Ew, android! I'm just saying, look for a bathroom. I don't have horns. Okay, well, android. This one's horns. This one's horns don't look like they were originally there. Oh, like they're implants? Yeah, or grafts of some sort. Okay. Oh wow, interesting. Like you know how humans on Earth, there's like the lizard man and like dragon yeah. man, like people who people who augment their their skin. So like this looks like that. Oh, interesting okay. observation, Android. Um, hmm. well, she didn't say all that. That was mostly yeah. me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, just uh, she did say Gavin. she did. Yeah, she did say uh, it appears to be it appears to be an ad an add on. Hmm. I'm scanning the skull, and it doesn't appear to protrude from the skull. Okay, um, I know you can't really, like, decide or really answer this based on having no prior knowledge of, like, what these beings even are, but, like, taking a look at their attire, um, do you think they might be civilian or, or military like uh what do you what do you think are they armed at all these aren't armed no okay i mean Uh, not in any way that you would that you would appear it would appear obvious to you right right uh it doesn't they don't appear to be armed i would say that this could be any sort of vessel that could house any sort of could really be anything um as first contact with a uh, you know unidentified species, though we are going to be taking one of these poor bastards back to uh, examine later. So 
let's go ahead and bag one of them up, I guess. <laughs> Ew. Okay. Uh, I definitely second this notion. I think we should take both of them. One should be enough. <laughs> but they they look like two different species. Will we ever get another opportunity like this? Oh, they're different. I mean, they look different. One has sh- one okay. has sharpened teeth and kind of yeah. like a purplish skin. The other one is kind of pink and has horns. Got it. But they're both roughly about seven feet tall and kind of have, and like have big, the same like long arms, long legs. But um, the same like human resemblance kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Just like, I mean, they're built like NBA players. <laughs> uh, well. Okay, fine. For the sake of like, we have more important matters at hand. I will only like strap one. So... Um, I guess since Yuan has the power suit, they kind of just, like, try to carefully grab it as to not shatter it into pieces and try to, like, strap the seven-foot body. Are we close to the ship still? We could just walk it back over real quick. I mean, yeah, you only... It's, this This ship is twice the size of your ship. It would... It just... It takes, like, you know, 30 seconds, even in suits in a depressurized ship to kind of work your way back. I mean, with the body, probably closer to a minute, but yeah, not, okay. not far at all. Okay. Maybe okay. we should, uh, well, I'll, we'll go, I'll go with you, but we should all go together. Okay. <laughs> but, Let's all get this body back. Um, and then we can really inspect the ship. Yes. Okay, I call Android. Android, can you meet us at the docking bay to retrieve the specimen and place it in one of the empty cryo um, containers for later um, observation? Oh, I'm definitely not putting it when you're cryopods. No, we've got sealed bags for that. (laughs) Okay, I guess that works too. Thanks, Android. Like, I would like to We don't want to contaminate the cryopods with alien DNA so that you are later exposed to it and die. Yeah, that's true. I should have. We've got bags. I should have. I should have thought about that. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited, Android. This is wild. This is like like nothing I've ever ex- thought I'd ever experience in my life. Well, hopefully the amnesia wears off soon, so you remember our protocols better. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'm just feeling real free. I'll come back and try to like examine this control room to see if there's maybe any type of reserve power or if there's any type of indication of where we can um, access it if it is. Uh, This feels like a move. I'm going to go with Unearth Forgotten Lore. Okay. And is that for like well, I was planning out, like, after we took the body back, I was just saying. Well, I yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't take much time to take the body back. I'm saying, you know, Android meets you there. Um, she's got, like, a large body bag um, and kind of, like, looks at the body, sees that it's bigger, and goes back and grabs the extra large body bag uh, and um, will meet you in the airlock. She's not going to, she's not going to, like, open decide to your ship yet uh she will bag this up and 
and you're leaving it outside of your airlock door in the alien ship for later extraction. Okay. Um, and then, if you would like to return to the cockpit, you may. Okay, cool. Is that the consensus? Yeah, let's do that. Then I will have you, if you want to examine things, you're going to unearth forgotten lore. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I guess we get back to the troll room, and what does it kind of look like? Um, the controls are, uh, I mean, there's strange symbols that are on the buttons and things, but it is laid out pretty similar to, you know, you would expect a human vessel to look. It's got joysticks at the pilot's station for flying the ship. It's got, you know, a navigational array, a, a scanner. Uh, it's got a communication set, set up. So it's very similar to, to your ship's setup, just in a different language. Okay. Yang Yuhuan kind of, like, points out that, like, I'm a little surprised that, like, so similar to ours. You know, I thought, you know, they'd be different, like, all kind of weird, you know, unintelligible ways to control it, but... You know, it's so, it's so simplified, I guess. Huh. I guess us humans were ahead of our time. We're coming up with navigational processes for ships, huh? Great um, minds think alike, I guess. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. Um, I guess I am going to, like, play around with things and see what I can find out. And then uh, I guess I'll do the... Unearth Forgotten Lore roll. Okay. That's plus lore. I got a eight uh, plus one nine. So on a seven and nine, um, you're gonna first of all you're gonna gain one data. Okay. And then uh, you get to ask one of the following questions: Is that a wonder or a horror? Where is this drawing power from? What dangers is it hiding? Or how can I turn it to my advantage? Uh, well, I guess the obvious question, which is why I did everything, is <laughs> where is it drawing power from? Cool. I love that. There is... You can, you can like, open a panel. Uh, I, I think you, like, just pry it open. And uh, you can see power conduits running um, sort of back and away uh, towards a... Uh, chamber probably further back in the back of the ship. It looks like um, it is drawing, or it was drawing power. I can't tell if it's still able to from elsewhere on the ship. It looks like these lead uh, towards the towards the bow. Uh, so I guess first things first. If if that would make this like a lot easier, if there is maybe some way to if there is maybe some power that might not work, but it's at least at least worth checking it out. Let's go. Alright, um, I guess we just, like, start making our way. Yeah, so you, you have two you have two directions you can go. You can either, you guys can either branch off um, of the cockpit and head uh, down the left-hand side of this, this circular chamber, or the right, or you can go through it. So there's three choices, actually. Okay, I guess I'm just going to take the most straightforward path. Uh, so I guess we'll go through. This chamber kind of resembles a meeting room of some kind. 
there are ten short humanoid chairs built into the walls of this circular chamber, and they all face inward toward a short plinth in the center of the chamber. The plinth has some sort of glass bulb or eye set into it. The walls of this chamber have a painted mural that resemble Greek or Roman columns in a dark granite color. There is a large chunk taken out of the hull of this ship and has created or has reached the top third of the ceiling of this room um, and some of the far walls. So debris is floating free throughout, and every so often a spark from a live wire flashes against the walls. Oh! Mm. Oh my gosh! Did you see that? Samson! Uh, Captain! Did I call you Captain? Captain is fine. Uh, did you see Samson that? Samson is better. Okay, uh, Samson, that was a spark. I did see that. Why? I'll, I'll, uh, take the lead on this one since I... Sh- this shoots... My suit should be able to withstand that sort of issue. Um. Okay, um... That also means that if there is a power source, it might still work. Checking our oxygen seats, like how, how much more oxygen do we have left? Mine might be a little lower from getting so excited. Yes, I would re- reserve talking to a minimum if you can. You have about an hour left of oxygen. Yeah, gotta start moving. I'm gonna switch to hand signals just to try to reserve as much oxygen as possible and I just kind of like motion for us to continue. I'm gonna push forward in front. I mean, we can always come back once the power is turned on to see what it looks like when the ship is running. So, Alright, so um, you push through the, the central chamber into the hallway behind it. There is three more corpses floating in the hallway here. Uh, in similarly flash-frozen states. There are two who appear to be female by rough comparison to human women. Um, They are approximately seven and a half feet tall and look eerily similar. Their hair has been kept long and is extravagantly braided with metal cords, and both have a deep purplish tint to their skin, which could have been from the freezing temperatures or an inherent pigment. The third corpse is slightly heavier set, with a bald head and two tendrils descending from Zirchin. While Zur is shorter than the others, Zur is still around seven feet. This one does have some sort of metal device strapped to Zur leg. Um, if it is a weapon, it's lean and silver, uh, with a hand squeeze trigger and a bulb at the at the tip that looks like it might pass electrical current through it. Hmm. I uh, go up to the this alien with the weapon on its hip and kind of pick it up, take a look at it, and inspect it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it looks like I it looks like I said um, this will be like a if you're going to keep this, um, this will be strange tech that you can use cool. to like un, uh, unleash power with. I yeah, we'll we'll keep it. For now. Okay, device. That's the official word. It's a device. Yeah. Um, for game terms. But yeah, there's there's three corpses. You've pulled the pulled the um, weapon-looking thing off of one of them. Um, you can also see uh, past these corpses, 
Um, there's double a set of double doors that seem to have been partially open when whatever happened to this ship happened. Through the crack, you can see racks of what appear to your eyes as rifles. They are bizarre in appearance with sleek silver bodies, hand-squeezed triggers, and long stems at the tip that end like a pointed straw. You count roughly 20 of them in total, some on racks and some in large black metal crates. Well, this looks like the, uh, the weapons that we're looking for. Maybe we, you think you could, uh, use these to outfit our ship? Um, possibly. I just, I kind of like that they're, like, fashion guns. Why do they look so cool and weird? Oh my god, I kind of want to try one. Well, you currently can't because they are um, yeah. trapped behind these these double doors that are like too too tightly closed to squeeze through. Yeah, I'm trying to use my you like know, with the power, power be able to arms to like pry it open. I'm trying. You can get it a little bit, uh, but it's still it's still tough. Um, okay, you imagine? <sighs> yeah, you imagine it'd be easier with the power on. I don't think I can do this without blowing my arms, which we... Yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, we have to try to find this power source. Can I, like, scan and kind of see where those, like, cords are? If they're, like, still... What direction they're going in now to see which way we need to go? Yeah, so they're they're um, kind of, like, running along the, the top of this um, hallway, sort of up near the ceiling on the outside edge. And uh, they seem to culminate in a um, a chamber just just past you, yeah, to the to the left hand side. Lead the way. All right. Yeah. Just motion for us to go left. Okay. Um, you are gonna pass uh, another room. Um, you can kind of poke your head in. Uh, this is what you guess is the sleeping quarters. It's it looks very similar to what you have aboard the DSS one, with the exception that these beds. Uh, are hard slabs. They don't have sheets or any added comfort. Um, you infer that the people aboard the ship do not have the same luxuries involving sleep that your crew does. Uh, they also have pull-out wall panels. Um, all the clothes in here are going to be too long for you to wear comfortably. Makes my back hurt just looking at it. I guess I, I really do like the elegant solo style of this architecture. Um, it's very, it's very refined. Brune, are you seeing anything that yeah, piques your interest or finding anything interesting? I mean, there's not really anything useful in here. Yeah, uh, I, I Super guess uncomfy beds and clothes we can't fit into. Mm, probably right. I think... Okay. I think we should just come back here and check that these are clothes. Maybe... We could find some type of identification or something in here that kind of give us an idea of, like, who these beings are. Kind of keep following the path to the left. Uh, you come to a doorway that has been half stripped away. You are staring at the end of the corridor, which is just a drop into deep space. I mean, there's debris floating um, out here, some crates. You could see another body off in the distance, uh, but it is just 
the hallway's there, and then it ends, and stars. You can even kind of make off in the distance the asteroid field. Uh, but the, the doorway is somewhat accessible, if you could just reach it. Rune, do you think... Do you think you can probably navigate this? I mean, I can totally try. Okay, um, if we're looking out into space, um, is it, like, just from the bottom? Or is it... No, 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 the, the, this ship just ends. Oh. Like, there's a huge chunk of it that's missing. Uh, so, you know, ceiling is gone, floor is gone, it's just space, and then at the, like, there is a kind of, the wall continues out a little bit. And uh, there is a doorway there um, that's that doesn't have a floor to it, you know, or you know, before it, like yeah, it's just doorway in space. Uh, and you can even see if you if you kind of angle yourself, you can even see, you know, the hallway on the other side of this kind of circular chunk that's missing uh, of the ship from the other side. Okay, um... Gotcha. Okay, so to do this, would that be forge a path, find a way across precarious or dangerous terrain? You can do that, that's fine. Yeah, it's it's very similar, it's gonna be somewhat similar to Wasteland Survival, um, but I, I like the, the options on this one better, so yeah, go ahead and forge a path. It's gonna be an 11. Ooh, nice. that's a good roll. So you only have to pick one from you're exposed to danger as you travel, the route you took is lost, you can't take gear or other characters with you, and you take a lot longer than you expected. I'm going to go with I can't take gear or other characters with me. Makes sense. <laughs> you kind of push off uh, from the, um, the floor where it ends and uh, activate your kind of your rocket boots and uh, a hand thruster and angle it away from you uh, so you kind of arc and uh, and kind of fly at an angle uh, into this uh, doorway. And when you're inside, you see this um, kind of like tall... Well, it, it, it goes from floor to ceiling. This big tube um, that appears to be inert. And there is like a huge, it's, I can only describe it as like a giant double A battery, um, just in the center of this thing, uh, with two kind of metal handles on the top and the bottom of it. Uh, and on the, on the far wall, you can see a few more of these kind of set up in racks. Okay. I mean, I guess Hmm. I want to like, I'm assuming this is the power generator, right? Assume away. <laughs> so helpful. Okay, can you describe what you're looking at, Rune? So it's like a big, like, column in the center of the room with, like, levers on it. Okay, a column. I'm just with- going to try to pull the levers. Um, okay, wait, before you do that, is there more than one? Yeah, there's, like, a few around the room, also. Uh, maybe I didn't describe it correctly. Uh, they're not so much levers as they are just handholds. Oh, like, okay. Like, for, for grip. So, 
When you say like a battery, you mean literally like a battery. Yeah. It looks like a big kind of cylindrical tube with, um, okay. and, oh, and for further exp- exp- or description, I'll say this one appears to be just dull. The ones on the wall in front of you have, um, kind of like a yellow light glow to them. So like, it seems like a battery of some sort. And this one looks like it's dead. I'm going to try to, like, change it. So I'm going to pick up the big big (laughs) cylinder by its handles and try to um, put a new cylinder with handles in its place. All right. That is going to be Unleash Power. You're going to roll plus lore. Ew, another 11. Nice. Okay. So you get to pick 3. The dice it does exact or the device does exactly what you wanted. The device can be used again. You don't rouse other devices in your environment or you avoid the device's side effects. I am going to go I pick 3. I'm going to yes. go with the device does exactly what I wanted. I don't rouse other devices in my environment. And okay. I avoid the device's side effects. Okay. So um, you see kind of uh, you, you plug this new glow, yellow glowing battery into the central column and uh, two like mechanical arms kind of shoot out and strap it down. Um, they look like they would not be able to be removed uh, by you or <laughs> your means. And then um, the uh, ship, like this column, starts to glow like a pulsing yellow light as well. Uh, and you can hear just like the hum of the ship start start to come online. Uh, for those of you in the hallway, you see lights kick on and there's like a thin, or those conduits have yellow glow to them. Wow, Rune, you did it. I think you restored power. Okay, so I'm going to make my way back to the group. Uh, so yeah, you kind of jet back down to the ground. Um, and uh, the other thing that has changed is the artificial gravity seems to be back on. As several things fall, the corpses you can hear fall behind you. Uh, and then as soon as Rune is, acro- is across this gap, a like field of energy uh, shoots past you and um, has sealed off this damaged section of ship. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Is the ship self-pressurizing? There's no way for us to know. Um, We should have some sort of sensor on our suit showing exterior Um, uh, levels. Pressurized or not, I am not taking off this spacesuit. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend that because we don't know if these things even breathe oxygen. Probably. Uh, sorry, <laughs> things, beings, even breathe oxygen.
you head back to the direction of the army armory, like I said, there's now corpses on the ground. They have started to thaw. And uh, you can kind of see just like wet skin um, as the as the ice starts to melt off of them. Ew. Lovely. Uh, and you come to the armory door. You could hear it before you see it uh, because it's kind of just like shtunk, shtunk, shtunk. Just, you know, repeatedly trying to shut uh, as it seems to have been like the sequence of it was interrupted. And so now it doesn't know what to do. Okay, with the help of the power, I might be able to force it open. Um, okay, so... Young Yuhuan, do I have to roll for this, or can I just kind of, like, position myself in between the thunking and try to, like, push it open? Um, I think, I think since the power is back on, I won't say that there's a move required for this. Uh, you've got, you've got the power suit on, it's manageable. Um, it's still, like, strenuous, but it, it would be like, uh, you know, it would be like using Jaws of Life, you know, it's... It's tough, but it's designed to to allow it to work. Uh, so, yeah, you kind of and and like you guys see uh, as the strain of this activity, um, the door like crumples a little bit around where Yang Yuhuan has grips on it, and as as they just kind of push it open. <laughs> You got this. Oh my god, that hurt. Uh, okay. Okay, don't say man. Alright, let's see what's inside. Uh. I'm gonna follow in behind him and okay. check yeah, it out. Yeah, so it's as I described before. There's, there's, You guys open up the crates and you can like examine the, the uh, items on the wall. There, there appear to be about 20 rifles in this armory. Well, wow. First little bit of loot. It looks like, uh, should we start carrying all this back to the ship? Uh, yeah, definitely. This is a great starter. So at least we can like defend ourselves <laughs> in case anything happens. Uh, we, we might be, no, no, let's, let me not get ahead of myself. Yes. Let's just collect all the weapons we can. There's crates that have guns in them. I think like they're, they're like long, thin crates with handles on the sides so they fit like five rifles in them in them and there were two that were full but there's two that are empty um so those the the 10 that are on the wall can be loaded into crates okay and i guess since i'm the heavy lifting specialist um i will pack the guns and just you can take two lift all the crates um but I'm guessing that leaves me extraordinarily vulnerable now since I'm just carrying <laughs> all these guns. <laughs> Having the gravity back on, it is it's lighter than than you're used to, but it's still heavier than it was when it was depressurized. And now the suits, your your like suit weight is weighing you down, especially you, Samson, because you've got extra armoring on it. 
Um, so I think with all the gear you're carrying, you're you're already like a fireman. Uh, so you know any extra weight is going to be tough. So um, I will say, yeah, it, it's it's probably a two person job to carry one of these. Yeah, I'm just going to carry them all. Got it. But that kind of just leaves me useless in every other regard while I'm carrying these things. Sure. As you guys pass the central chamber, um, you hear a kind of like a a pinging, just like a repeated little beep. Do you want to hear that? I walk towards it. Okay. Um, in on this plinth that you were that you I described earlier, it's kind of got like a glo- a globe or like half glass, like a dome. Yeah, bulb of some sort. Um, and uh, there is a, a little red button in on, like, a console in front of this uh, that is beeping. Like, it's lighting up and, and beeping. Uh, I motion everybody over and um, have us all take a look at it. Okay, is that what I think it is? What do you think it is? I think that might be a distress signal. I think we might have just pinged our mm. location <laughs> to, to something. Well, regardless of what is going on, um, we may need to work quickly then. Yeah, I like. I don't know. It just doesn't it kind of seem like it's a like distress signal. Like it's just beeping and it's just glowing. So maybe. I think Rune kind of wants to push it. Rune totally wants to push it. Is it a button? <laughs> Does Rune push it? Oh my god, Rune's gonna push the button, guys. Oh, yeah. Woo! Yes. Um, so before, you guys are like, uh, I, I imagine it here, like, um, the uh, Yang Yuhan has just these four, you know, huge gun crates just in their arms, uh, and they're kind of like talking to you sideways. Um, and Sam, you, you and Samson are having this debate about what to do, and Rune's just kind of like, boop, and pushes the button. And, <laughs> I totally push. Um, the- <laughs> I totally push the button, and um, this bulb immediately glows blue, and a huge projection, um, like springs to life in the center of this room, and like, you know washes you all in this blue light and there is a person in the middle of this projection uh you could tell he's a he's a man um he's somewhat rotund you could tell he stands about six foot ten he's got a sinister face with a long tentacle mustache and purple skin he wears a long purple and gold robe with a black skull cap and a yellow diamond gemstone in his forehead. He sees you and he says uh, in a strange language, um, you know, something kind of qu- like quizzical. You can you can tell like, or at first it's, um, the first thing he says sounds like, kind of like a little bit frustrated, but kind of releasing a little tension. And then he looks at you. And then he gets a quizzical look on his face, like his eyebrows raises, and he's got these like big, bushy eyebrows, uh, and starts to speak 
aggressively and angrily and uh, starts to talk to somebody that's that you can't see off um, mm. on the other side and Android will will come into comms and say this is this might be nothing or it might be something there is another uh, ship that I am detecting a pr- fast approaching oh my god I told you it was a distress signal shit um okay uh, okay. I Take um, we, we need to go like now. We need to go right now. Rune, I want you to go ahead, get everything, start getting everything ready on the ship. Um, um do you I'll, think we have time to like download these star charts real quick so we know where we're going? No, I really, I really do. Don't. I do. I have time to learn this language with my character skill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a move, right? Yes. It is a move. (laughs) Do we think narratively now is the time for you to be like, what are they saying? Uh, I I guess no. Um, Because it doesn't matter. We're being approached. Okay, everyone, we have to get back to the ship now. Let's go. Okay. Let's just start make a beeline for the airlock. Yeah, then. Uh, you guys see the uh, the corpse in the bag, um, still kind of sitting at the airlock. Uh, and are you grabbing that or are you just going? Dragging oh, yeah. it. We're grabbing okay. that. I grab it. Okay, so so, so uh, Yang Yuhan still has these four huge weapon crates. That they're they're toting along. Waddling. Uh, Rune's kind of just like frantically like i don't know what to be i should be doing or how i should be helping samson's just pulling a body across the floor uh okay, in a body Rune bag. is gonna grab the other end of the body but while she's doing it she's just gonna be like ew 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 <laughs> excellent um yeah i feel like now's a good time for samson to uh have a bout of nausea don't you think yeah yeah i think so <laughs> The ooh, ooh, ooing just kind of sets him over yeah. the edge. Like, I am carrying and, a weird body, uh, aren't I? Um, <laughs> a weird dead body in a and bag. And so you kind of, this is hilarious, you throw up in your spacesuit <laughs> because you're wearing a big fishbowl. <laughs> oh my god, are you drowning? <laughs> Rune, I can't see anymore. I need you to lead me to... Back onto the ship. You're in front, I'm behind. Let's go. Hurry up. Alright, so now I'm just gonna drag both this body and Samson into the ship. Yep. Excellent. Alright, Yang Huan drops <laughs> the cases of weapons, comms Android to immediately begin um, evacuation procedures and prepare for evasive maneuvers if possible. And chart a course for d- directly into the asteroid field. Um, uh, it's probably our best bet of looting uh, whatever is coming after us. Um, okay, so I think this is a good ch- opportunity. Uh, Rune, make a defuse roll for me. Okay. Um, and I think you can decide whether it's uh, physical exertion with force, fast talking with sway. Or endurance or quick action with steel. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with steel. It's 
going to be an eight. An eight? Okay, so seven and nine, you've bought some time, but choose one. The GM will demand a sacrifice to secure your safety. It's only a temporary reprieve, and the danger will soon return, or the danger is still present, but threatening someone or something else. Let's go with... Let's go with temporary reprieve. Okay. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the temporary I think, like, you just kind of kick it into high gear and uh, and just pull Samson and this body. You'll feel it tomorrow, um, but you just, with everything you've got, just uh, rip them into the airlock uh, and hit the button. And uh, you're still ever-present in your mind that, you know, things are about to break bad. And yeah, so you are in the airlock. Um, it pressurizes. What are, what are we doing? Are we ripping off suits and going to the cockpit? Are we going straight straight there? How's this happening? I'm going to take at least take my helmet off, but leave the rest of the suit yeah. on and then go to the cockpit. Yeah, you you know, just you, you pull this fishbowl off and like barf just kind of sloshes out the front of it um, as you toss the toss the helmet to the side um i'm gonna leave my suit on until i'm out of the vomit room yeah good good safe uh so you kind of like as you pass the main round table just kind of place your your helmet um off to the side on that table uh yeah yang huan just presses a little button and then the exoskeleton thing kind of just opens up and I step out of it <laughs> and uh, approach the cockpit. Okay. Yeah, so you, you guys have to, like, climb the ladder and everything, and then you get to back to the, the cockpit uh, where Android is kind of frantically pushing buttons. And um, she, uh, she sees that you are behind her. Um, and says, oh, good, and and hits the uh, or hits the dock release so that you guys push off of this derelict ship. And you can see now what she can see, which is this big new ship matches the unique radiation signature that the DSS-1 initially noted on the derelict. This looks like a warship. It's three times larger than the ship you were just on. And it looks like a long, thin obsidian knife cutting its way through space. What look to be cannons or maybe interstellar barnacles are plastered to the sides of this in haphazard clusters. There are motes of light at regular intervals across the top of the ship, or what would uh, constitute as this knife's spine if it were actually a gargantuan blade. And uh, and yeah, that's what you are met with. And they, there's there's like light forming on these the, the openings of these barnacles what the ship hell we need to is move now. that uh Andrew. i i take a seat in the chair and take the controls and start moving okay. the ship towards the asteroid field all right that's gonna be a diffuse plus steel probably uh yeah if you think if you're thinking um endurance or quick action yeah okay that is oh, that's a six. <laughs> six. Okay. Oh no! It's our first real I'm, fail. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause so somebody, if 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 you want to call for aid, you can. Otherwise, I'm taking a hard move against you. Uh, call for aid. Okay, I'm gonna look over at, I'm gonna look over at uh, 
Yon Q Huan and be like, help me with this, please. Okay. And I hop into I hop into one of the terminals and try to assist in preparation for aviation maneuvers and I roll uh I rolled a eight. Okay. So um, you increase your result by one category. A six becomes a seven to nine. Seven to nine, it becomes a ten. That's on a hit. Um, on a seven to nine, they also share in your move's consequences. Um, so what is going to happen here is um, it's a mixed success. So um, you're going to choose one. Of those options from Defuse, the DM will demand a sacrifice to secure your safety. It's only a temporary reprieve and the danger will soon return. Or the danger is still present but threatening someone else or something else. Mm. I say that we go with the danger is still present but threatening someone else. And is it possible that that ship is just trying to, like, apprehend that derelict ship? Nope. Like, do we know what's going on? You don't tell me... You you can you can choose that option, but I choose who it is and what it is. Oh, okay, um, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Samson? Should we choose? Knowing that, would you like to choose a different option? <laughs> um, what do you think we should do, Samson? Or wait, do I have to choose it? I have to choose it. Yeah, you're the one who won the roll, so. Okay. Samson is at your mercy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. The danger is still present. All right. But threatening someone else. Okay. Well, unfortunately for you, uh, I've determined that given that there's only four of you um, and it's now not targeting two of you, it's going to target somebody else on this ship. Uh, Rune, you have strapped yourself into um, the comms channel and have like an ear um, on like the, the... headphones to kind of like listen for calm chatter that's what you've decided to do nobody asked you to do this or suggested it but you kind of felt like there there was one chair left and you better take it um this ship emits a wave of something you kind of see it like everyone can see it kind of shoot out from the ship uh from one of these barnacles and um, because you're listening to the comms, uh, you get blasted with this ear-piercing screech uh, as this thing overwhelms your ship's sensors and, by extension, you. And you pass unconscious. Okay. What the hell also, was that? take one harm. Oh, I have to <laughs> take a harm? I don't want to take too. a harm. Shit, dude. Brutal. That is kind of brutal. Brutal. What does uh what does the one harm do for uh for you? On the page, it just says on the defensive. If you were conscious, that is. Hmm. Which, as we established, <laughs> I am not. Yeah. So so this wave shoots out from this ship, um, from one of these barnacles. Uh, you know, Samson and and uh, Yang Yuhuan brace for something to happen, and nothing does. And then they turn and see, like, Rune Carlson's body just kind of slump as the headphones fall off of her head, and you can hear, like, this screeching coming through it. But you've bought some time, and as the ship, uh, you know, your ship rockets out of the way, uh, and you head in the direction of the... Asteroid field. Asteroid field? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so uh, you can you can see on sensors this ship is starting to bank and turn in your direction. The the knife point facing you uh, and is is aiming to pursue. 